0: Prepare to experience marketing nirvana right now. Here are your hosts.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Sort Knowledge, a marketing training and tool set company designed to save you time and money so you can get back to the rest of your job duties. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. And today I have a special guest with me, um, Matt Van Wagner. He's the president of Find Me Faster, which is a paid search agency based in New Hampshire. And I've known Matt for a number of years, and he's actually one of the funniest people you'll meet in paid search. <laughs> However, being besides being funny and good to chat with, uh, Matt knows his stuff, it, hence why he's here today. In fact… I like Matt's knowledge so much that he's even doing the technical editing for the second edition of my book. So in today's show, we're going to talk about ad testing, but not from how most people talk about ads. We're going to talk about it more to see if you can over-optimize ads and some different ways of of talking about testing based upon some stuff Matt Matt has written. So welcome, Matt, and thanks for being on the show. Hey, Brad, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's, it's great to have you. Um, I saw you what last week at SES Chicago. You've any last speaking oh, yeah. engagements before the end of the year?
2: No, I think uh SES Chicago was was, was kind of it and it was a good show. I mean it was a, a nice new venue that they had and uh I think you know I think they do a great job with uh, keeping the content nice and fresh there.
1: You know, I, I unfortunately, because I'm in Chicago, I actually see less <laughs> of the shows than when they're in a different city, so I only saw a little bit of the show.
2: But, well, the, the the thing I take away most from the show, I think, is that my hotel room overlooked that wonderful new
1: 50-foot statue of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, At least you got a good view. So um, you've been doing, obviously, ad copy testing for a long time, and uh, you wrote an article which i didn 't think was controversial, but i've heard actually some some very negative and very positive things about it and, and so I really kind of wanted to to dig in with you on your thoughts about over optimization and and do you think that you know a b testing can be uh, over optimized oh yeah yeah uh, i you know I, I really think it can be,
2: and uh, you know it's funny because i didn't understand w- that until a number of things sort of happened, and over time, uh, just this epiphany came that, oh, my goodness, there's something else going on beside what I really believe is going on. And uh, one of the things that I had been frustrated by for many, many years is I would do my A-B testing very in a nice, disciplined way. Uh, You know, I'd, I'd, I'd try to pick some good yeah uh, you know ad groups that were tightly you know constructed uh in addition to that i'd aggregate you know data from other ad groups that were using essentially the same message and uh i'd i'd come up with a clear winner in my ab test and and you know clear winner for me is uh an ad that both produces higher click through rate and higher conversion rate so i usually blend you know ctr the the click through rate times the conversion rate and uh had some real clear winners. Uh, and when they weren't so clear on the conversion rate, you know, the blended metric, uh, if they were especially uh, uh, differentiated on click-to-rate, uh, I would say, all right, well, that's that's good enough. You know, we'll, we'll work because that's probably a landing page issue in, in my estimation. So we we declare a winner. And uh, we'd expect that as soon as we killed the loser that the… The click-through rate would rise to the winning uh, ad, ad's uh, performance level, and we were very surprised that that didn't happen. And it, the 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 uh, in in many many cases, the the uh, click-through rate would actually, or the the blended rate would actually diminish. You know, down towards you know somewhere below middle a uh, mid grade between the two uh, the two. Uh, uh, metrics uh, between the two a, a, a test a and test b and that puzzled us for a long time i don't know have you ever
1: have you ever had that happen uh and and just sort of couldn't explain it you know what I, i've had it happen sometimes yes um i can't say i see it as common yeah but i I've, i have definitely seen it happen now do you see this as common or something that just happens randomly on occasion
2: well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with how you you do your ad groups. And if, if I'm only looking at ad groups that we create at Find Me Faster, well, we we use the same methodology for most of our accounts, and so we we, we sort of saw it, you know, uh, more frequently than not. Um, and again, we we didn't know what to assign it to, and and then we we took a look. Well, maybe some ad groups had unfocused traffic coming in. You know, if you're using anything besides exact match, you're going to have You know, search queries that don't always equal the the, the search keywords that you buy. And as you get a broad match, you know, it can be incredibly unfocused, especially as you move bids around and, you know, Google finds the best place to, uh, you know, land a particular visitor, uh, you know, from the most profitable, you know, ad that they can find. So, yeah, we 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 did see that it was more common than we liked, but we don't we don't really like surprises like that. And, and when we when we had really nailed this thing in, and uh, dialed it in, so that there, there, we we couldn't find a rational explanation. So that was sort of an issue that had been hanging fire for us for a while, and I never could really explain it. And and of course, whenever we can't explain it, we always blame the big G, right? It's easy to do, right? It's easy to do, but so then uh, uh, the uh, it was Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, and I was watching the Westminster Kennel Club uh, the dog show after uh, the Macy's Day Parade, which is it's always a great thing. And uh, I was thinking about man, these are just beautiful physical specimens these these dogs. And, uh, you know, someone in the room commented, well, yeah, they, 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 they selectively breed them and they look beautiful, but really, you know, a lot of them develop problems like intolerance to various, you know, diseases and uh, bone structure problems and then, etc. So even though they're gorgeous, they're really, you know, there are some problems of, of, you know, genetic, uh, sort of hyper over selection. And so, as i 'm watching t v there sitting on a couch eating some rolls and butter and you know on Thanksgiving Day, you know thinking, "Oh, can we be doing the same thing to our our ad groups and and it, and it sort of sort of dawned on me that the, the, uh, the there, there may be something else going on other than you know Google causing a problem or you know a fundamental problem with our ad groups and so I started to look into the problem a little bit and and this this model this uh, what what i 've uh, affectionately referred to as the Van Wagner ad sets. Uh, optimization models sort of emerge from that uh, and and the premise is that um, in, in a lot of cases since you don 't know who the other the searcher is at the other end of the wire uh from your from your account you know for who you don't know who's actually typing a search into google uh, and in some cases even with if they give you good intent words uh, you don't know what motivates those people. And so you might have a population of people that really like eco friendly things and an equal population of people that want to save money. And those are some pretty, you know, uh, self, uh, uh, you know, sort of separated, you know, populations because people that buy environmentally friendly things sort of have come to expect that that's going to cost them a little bit more. And people that are looking for a bargain don't look for bargains in eco because they know that if they you know they're not going to find the best bargain with ecological you know products. At least that's the sort of the general you know overriding principle. So I started to think: how many other times do we have populations where uh, some the same person might you know the the, uh, different populations might be typing in the same keyword? And, of course, they're going to react to different messages. So then, then I just started to do some calculation of what would happen if we kept a couple of good, varied messages online so that we make sure we don't subtract out half of our population by choosing an ad that's 10% better, which would be a silly thing to do, right? And so that's kind of the fundamental uh, uh, thesis of the, of the ad sets model is that by keeping on a, a number of ads – uh, as searchers do their searching. You know, they might search anywhere from 2 to 10 to 20 times in the course of their uh, looking for something to buy or, you know, uh, looking for information. And because of the way Google will rotate ads, it's not perfectly uh, random, you know, A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, but it, it's, it's uh, very likely that uh, over the course of a couple of searches that you can expose two different messages to the same person and have a chance of being able to hit their particular needs uh, as well as the needs of the other other population set you're looking at.
1: Okay, so conceptually, that makes sense. Um, but but when you think of the, the nitty-gritty details, right? So at, at first, within any one ad group, you only have a, a set number of words. So within a single ad group, then you almost are are making the assumption that the same person will see multiple ads so they have a chance to see the different messages within a single ad group yeah and, and i guess to go maybe beyond that the the hypothesis a little bit would it almost seems like that methodology would almost be served completely differently if you did it with one ad group, or you said, here's our four searcher personas, and for each of our ad groups, we're going to make an ad copy by persona, so that as they evolve through their search process, first they're going to see an eco ad, the next time, completely different keyword, but still our same company, maybe then they'll see our, our budget ad. Right, so when you think about this, do you think of it ad group by ad group, or more of, of a campaign by campaign type of methodology of writing?
2: Well, you know, the the, the, the fundamental problem with, with being able to really test this perfectly, Brad, is that we don't have control over how the ads actually get served. You know, if we could if we could specify in our campaign settings that, you know, for any IP address, uh, always rotate my ads or never rotate my ads so that you could have some sort of a sense that the person at the other side of that, that uh, IP address. And again, it, it also falls down even if you had that capability because you yeah, might have consumers that are working from home versus a corporation where, you know, a hundred or a thousand people share the same outgoing yeah. IP address. But even so at it, a conceptual
1: level, if you think about it, right? So if you only did this in one ad group, then the same person would have to search multiple times for Correct. that same word to have that effect. So when you em- employ the, the Van Wagner ad gr- ad copy test methodology, whatever it's called, I came <laughs> close, um, do you, is this something you do across multiple ad groups to, uh, that you see a difference in, or do you see a difference within a single ad group? Okay, so at this point, th- this model is – in the point of still a,
2: a, a thesis that, a model that hasn't been proven or disproven, okay? Uh, but we, we've got some test methodology that uh, we, 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 we can employ. We're looking for some large advertisers that, that are willing to try it. And um, the uh, w- w- I think the way we would probably need to work would be ads within the same ad group because uh, then you can set ad rotation to even rotation. I had some hopes – that, uh, you know, Google's um, ACE, the AdWords Campaign Experiments, might give us the ability to serve A, B, A, B, and then serve some from different ad groups. But, but that doesn't, doesn't actually happen. So to actually test whether or not this works, what you have to do is you have to take your best ad. You know, you're winning. You know your winning ad from your A/B tests, and put it in one ad group, and then in the in another ad group you have to put that ad plus your other you know two best ads for example. So now you've got an ad group with with uh, with A, and then you've got an ad group with A, B, and C. And so the the tough thing is you can't really test that uh, effectively uh, because of the uh, quality score concerns and everything else. So we, we've got some some ideas of how to test it, which would be uh, massively. Uh, uh, parallel, massively geo uh, uh, switching. So, for example, take 26 states or you know 50 regions and divide it in 25, and uh, you know run 25 of you know ad group A, which is just have one ad one day uh the, the, the next day you know run run all three ads and just kind of do the swapping so you eliminate geo and serialized you know testing biases and things like that so that you could you could see whether or not you had a population that benefited from you know multiple ads in the same ad group yeah, so it, okay. it's still in the realm of theory but uh we've got some pretty important people that are that are looking at it uh uh, because you know, uh, large airlines, travel resorts, yeah. you know, if you're you know, you're trying to hit men versus women, young versus old, uh, you know, th- there's there's plenty of reasons why you would want to employ this tactic.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and I have sort of a thought of the Agri versus campaign in just a moment. As soon as we uh, break, first get a Good. word from our sponsors, and then. I'm going to come back with something still conceptual, but I think uh, maybe a little different than than what you're thinking. Sounds good.
0: This WebmasterRadio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors.
1: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
3: As you know, being an expert at <gasps> f- What did she say? ...requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k? Think about it. You work so hard with your existing clients. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you. We're the premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network with shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SEM Synergy. We can tailor an ad campaign that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month plus the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience and our legions of loyal listeners and podcasters. What you charge in Hours for Service is all it takes to get started on the fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today.
2: Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm, the flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere.
0: Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana. Presented by Certified Knowledge.org. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And
1: we're back talking with Matt Van Wagner of Find Me Faster. Um, the, talking about ad copy testing and, and using ad groups or multiple ads at once. And so, Matt, what, I, what I'm hearing from you I find it interesting because it's not the way I would originally think about it. Um, okay. And it's not the one is right or wrong, right? It's just difference. Um, oh, sure. It's, uh, so actually, the travel industry was, was a good example you're bringing up, airlines. The average person does 19.6 searches. I know travel way too well. 19.6 searches <laughs> and visits nine-something websites 2.3 times before making a purchase decision. And so because there's so many searches being done, the searches aren't the same each time. The first time it's ho- holiday getaway packages, and then it's cheap holiday getaway packages, and then it's cheap getaway packages to Aruba, and then it's Aruba Hotel, and then it's Aruba Hotel and Airflare package, right? So, so what happens is that the queries evolve over these 19.6 searches, and so if you only did one ad group with multiple ads, that person would have to do the same search query again mm-hmm. f- to see the multiples, where if you think about it more of here's the different types of searchers, here's what matters more to them. Is it you know carbon on – what carbon, I forget, buyback or whatever on the airlines? You're mm-hmm. eco-friendly. Is it budgets? So then if you instead were to say – Here's our you know different types of searchers now, for all the this search query evolution that occurs as people search more let 's make sure all these ad groups have a couple different types, these persona ads, so that way, as they do the searches they 're going to catch our different flavors of benefit messages Now that becomes even harder to test because you 're almost wanting to test <laughs> evolution of searches right in two different ways. Um, which might be even more complex, but that's why I think of it more of a, almost as a, a campaign methodology that you'd almost want to do like at here's one travel company who uses yeah. their standard method here's a different travel company with similar conversion rates I and mean, they'll have similar conversion rates that uses a methodology like this, and let's compare it almost at the the company level, right? I, I'm not sure how you test that, but
2: well, you know, you, you, you're, your point is right on, Brad, because the, uh, you know, searches do evolve. And, and, and at various points where there's a lot of heavy traffic at particular points, you still have, you know, populations that you can't necessarily know uh, until they interact with your website and do something, you know, who you've got. And so Addie Connor actually, I, I presented this, this model to her and uh, we, we talked about it. And she's one of my favorite uh, all-time people in search. She's now doing Facebook type stuff. But she said, well, you know, you really can't do that. So the only thing you really the best way to address this is really to have two different, you know, identical ad groups, uh, two different sets of ads, and had two different websites. And since the experience on the website will be different if you're selling a romantic getaway versus a family-friendly resort. I mean, those are really two uh, diametrically opposed concepts, right? Yep. Uh, so, you know, Google does not like double serving, uh, but when you are creating uh, user experiences that are completely different and speak to different audiences, uh, they do, you know, allow that sort of thing. So that, that's probably the perfect way to do it. Uh, so you do it at, you know, uh, you actually create multiple campaigns to hit your various, uh, as you said, you know, to hit your various uh, uh, persona. Um, but uh, the 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 the, uh, the concept of of uh, multiple ads going to you know different ad styles going to the same population. I also am always puzzled by Geico. That seems to always have three or four different messages going. You know, they've got the gecko, they've got the caveman, they've got the you know the guy that talks in non sequiturs all the time. You know, uh, and then you have you know there's probably a couple of others. But why do they do? Three or four different, completely different uh, ad sets, ads in their in their in their flighting. Uh, I see them on the same types of TV shows, so demographically, it's not like they're going for, you know, a young show versus a you know. Uh, an older demographic type of a television show. So th- I think that they're, on, that they're also uh, firm believers that it- it's better to try a couple of different messages when you have an opportunity to hit multiple audiences. So I, we're, we're still working on this, this model. Uh, your, your, your points are well taken, and we're hoping that uh, we can get some people to actually do some firm, more scientific tests and then publish some results out sometime in 2012.
1: Okay, so... Just as as one more point of I don't know contention or or just to sure. be devil right the devil's advocate for a bit this seem this overall model seems more useful when there is multiple searches before conversion where yes. in models where it is a search a conversion if you don't get them you never get them again then strict A B testing is probably a better way of going do you, do you agree with that or disagree with that.
2: Uh, I don't agree with it fully. I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with it fully, um, because I think that you can influence the final conversion action through the, the prior types of ads and landing pages that people see.
1: Yeah, but I see so, a lot of it. Like, I have, like, my very first account I opened in 2002, and for <laughs> good or bad, this account ads have not changed in nine years, um... You know we do everything better for other people than ourselves, right? But this account has a lifetime history: ten point five four percent click through rates. Wow! Every month, over time, spends somewhere between twenty five and fifty grand every single month. It has um, one ad per ad group after some testing in two thousand and two. Hence, why I don't totally believe in search blindness either, because of this account. but it's one of those industries where it is a one-search, one-click, a conversion. And if you're not getting them on that lead gen, you're probably not going to get them. Sure, and so there sure. is no multiple influence points outside of excluding display, right? we got to take display out of this equation. That mucks sure. things up too much. Um, sure. Um, so a- anyway, no, it's it's fascinating theory. Um, and I agree with you on Geico because sometimes I watch Geico and I just think that – it's it's almost um, a loss of brand equity where I don't even know what kind of company they are. Where, you know, where you have the the whoever Allstate, whoever did the store. That was a a great advertising system was it sort of changed the way you view buying insurance from it's this, you know, crazy person you talk to who has got some computer and algorithms determine your price to, hey, go go buy it off the shelf and you you get what you pay for. Um Anyway
2: yeah yeah no, it's it's uh but it, these these are all good conversations, and these are the types of things that require a lot of beer at conferences like SES because they they do make you sort of rethink your given assumptions about how things work, and that's always when you have an opportunity to
1: to learn and grow. No, I totally agree. I, I will be trying some of this testing on eventually. So let's take um, one more break for our sponsors. I was remiss and want to talk uh, to Matt more about DKI. We're going to touch on it for just a moment when we come back. Because um, and, and, dynamic keyword search is something everyone should be looking at a little more closely as well as right copywriting. So let's take a quick break for our sponsors.
0: More marketing nirvana after we thank our sponsors.
3: In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, cpa way is your route to low risk revenue advertisers we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations publishers we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers while advertisers can find safety offering their most
0: myseotool.com is your all-in-one seo management resource MySEOtool.com makes it easy to optimize
1: and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOtool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOtool risk-free today. Go to MySEOtool.com. MySEOtool.com.
3: In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers while advertisers can find safety offering their most
2: webmasterradio.fm the destination for education and entertainment
0: injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana presented by Certified Knowledge only on webmasterradio.fm. And
1: we're back talking with Matt on ad copy Theory, I suppose, um, theories of writing ads or testing ads or so forth, which is fascinating um, what it a lot. But one thing I do want to touch on is, is you're a DKI – I don't know fanatic – grammar fanatic. Maybe that's the right way of putting it <laughs> um, where I remember the first time I ever saw you speak – you were talking – I believe it was the very first SMX Advanced up in Seattle. In fact, it wasn't called Advanced yet. It was just SMX in Seattle. And you put up a screen of lots of companies selling used thongs. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Boy, wasn't that ever funny. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, and, and, and so um, first off, you talk with DK a lot. Do you use it a lot? uh we don't use it a lot we
2: use it fairly sparingly um because it requires you to design your your ad groups in a certain way but i know that a lot of people really uh believe in it uh and 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 believe it's, it's going to give them that super competitive advantage and uh what we f- what we found over the years is that so many people don't even uh know how it really works and uh so there are they they're really three three things that uh you know, that we see are the biggest mis- misconceptions. And the first one is that people believe that the key the, the searcher's query gets inserted into the ad. That's what makes the ads look dumb. And uh, however, so just, if…
1: Just, yep. just real quick, for those who don't know what DKI is, it's also known as dynamic keyword insertion or keyword insertion or params, depending on what system you're using. Um, it just allows you to put keywords in ad copy automatically, and, and so it's a sort of a, a shortcut tool, sometimes a lazy man's tool, um, but it can be useful. So so please continue, Matt, on on your second point there.
2: Oh, no, thanks. Uh, it's, it's always good to set, set that up. So, yeah, so people believe when they create this this ad that will insert uh, the query, you know, insert the queries in, they, they've sort of gotten it backwards because Google doesn't call it dynamic query insertion. They call it dynamic keyword insertion and so that's the first thing people need to understand is that Google actually finds the uh, closest keyword in your ad groups and inserts that into your ad. Um, The second thing that people don't quite get right is um, they don't really know what their ads look like once they go online and hence we get that beautiful syndrome I call stupid ad syndrome which in French I believe is ad syndrome stupide which is an acronym I can't really advertise. <laughs> but but uh, the, uh, so we, we've been always puzzled by this and, and, and we've all seen the, the ads. It's like, uh, and they're, they're usually Amazon or eBay or, you know, some you target or asker. Or, you can see that the ads are clearly computer generated because they don't make sense to human beings. So we actually created a simulator uh, called a DEEK, uh, DKI ad simulator and it does really just one thing and one thing really well it lets you number 1 see how dki really works with your own ads and your own keywords so that you can see just what your ads are going to look like before they go online and you can kill the dumb ones by moving keywords out of that ad group you can change your capitalization and your and your and your word casing in the ad by that special weird syntax that google uh, uses in its DKI uh, uh, implementation, and so we've got a little tool, and we're we're going to be putting it out. Uh, you know, beginning next month, we're going to have it in an extended uh, beta program for the next two months or so, and let uh, people really give it a try. Uh, and it'll be around shareware price levels, Brad. It'll be in that sort of fifty to one hundred dollar type of range. And, and uh, what we what we know will happen is it'll immediately the, the people that have already been using it uh, now. The, the early adopters uh, immediate impre- incre- improvements in their in their ad quality uh, because their ads actually look right online, and when they ads look right, they get clicked on more. And so we, we've had good reports of improvements of quality score and click through rates, and, and just generally, you know, uh, better performance online with their ad campaigns just
1: by using this little simulator and making sure you understand how DKI works. And just to let everyone know by the time this show airs, it, the beta will be out in public. Um, so, because you're launching it December 1st, correct? Yeah, December 1. Okay. When, where can people get it? So the the where people can
2: come get it is on Find Me Faster, our website. There will be a link right there on the home page, which will take you right into our uh, DK, uh, DKI Ad Simulator uh, pages. And you'll be able to see how it works. You'll be able to download it and uh, give it a try. Excellent. And where else can people find you online? Uh, well, the uh, – uh, you can hit me on Twitter at uh, you know mvan at mvanwagner uh, is is a good way. Uh, uh, I also write for Search Engine Land, a regular column on paid search. We do it once once a month there, and uh, I think
1: those are probably the places that most people people hear about us. And if you're not reading Search Engine Land's paid column, you should. I'm also another writer for them, Matt. It's a writer. There's a couple other good people writing there. So it's, it's a great resource. Well, I think we're um, actually over time, but that's fine. This has been uh, fascinating. Um, thank you, Matt. That's, this has been a, a very enlightening show about conceptual ad testing. Brad, it's a pleasure, as always, chatting with you. Uh, thank you, I, and, and I will see you. Next year, at some conference in some city, someplace. and if you need help running your tests, let me know. And listeners, if you are one of these people who sort of fits this model, reach out to Matt and, and see if um, you guys can work on setting up some sort of ad test experiment here. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And new – as a reminder, uh, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes of Mark and Nirvana can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And you can find the archives of our past episodes at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes. Thank you for listening.